my initial reaction was I was so pissed off at the end of that game. Selection and tactics. They were the big two. Our bench had no impact. And once again, selection. And it's been going for years and years. And I don't fully hold all of the players, the players, accountable. They go out on the field with a game plan that didn't work, it hasn't worked, and it doesn't work. And we've seen it for two years. We've seen it with a group of coaches and selectors that have been in power for a long, long time. I mean, Ian Foster, I'm not pointing my finger, well, I sort of am pointing my finger, but, and I'm not attacking him as a person. He's a good bloke. 12 years in the All Blacks system, four years as head coach, and his fourth year as his head coach. And a couple of the quotes that really concern me is, we will not rip up the master plan for the World Cup. Why the hell not? Because it hasn't worked the last two games. He's concerned that discipline has cost the All Blacks dearly for the second match in a row. We could all see that. He's adamant the World Cup is still alive despite the first ever pool stage loss, biggest margin of defeat at a World Cup. They are hugely concerning and conceded that a lack of World Cup experience played a part in falling well short of expectations. Well, the lack of World Cup experience is from players that you've picked. You've left Brad Weber at home. When Finley Christie ran on, and again, not pointing my finger at Finley Christie, he was tasked with a job he simply doesn't have the equipment to do. Cam Roygaard, bring him on, bigger, more physical, a different type of player, and we needed a different type of player to turn around the deficit. Aaron Smith was outplaying who everyone has been saying, DuPont, best player in the world. He unsettled him, he outplayed him. DuPont had his worst game for two years, and I think Aaron Smith had a lot to do with that. Richie Moonga at 10. I'll get offside with a few people. He has to boss a game like that. He has to be the boss, and he wasn't. Bowden Barrett was coming up into the line, in my view, because Richie Moonga wasn't bossing. And we were... We were insipid in attack. We have wonderful athletes. We have wonderful rugby players. And apart from that opening stanza when uh, Rico Ioane went through, a little chip and chase by Artie Sophie, we just don't see the magic from the All Blacks. <sighs> oh, lots of calls online. I want to hear from you. Let's go to them. Dino and Dunedin, welcome in, mate. I don't know what more to add after what you've just said, Steph, but all I'm going to say, I'm only going to say it one more time, is just put the All Black backs in the jerseys they play Super Rugby in. And if that's not good enough, well, so be it. Because a lot of this aimless kicking, I believe, is due to pressure. Now, you're going to have pressure, but when the ball's coming at you from a totally different side of the field to you're used to getting it, yep. you don't have the same time. Because it, it's just different. And We've always said, and I've said on the radio numerous times, we've got the cattle here in New Zealand. The shepherd, unlike Wayne Smith, is just going to be one of the most disliked New Zealanders in history. And it's too late now. Like, Italy are licking their lips. They mm. lost to France on one of those flash hairy grounds over there in France, in the Six Nations, by two points, and I think France scored on full time. So we're not even out of this pool yet. If we put the players, and, and Artie Savi is the same for me, he goes to see them. Put, put um, 
Luke Jacobson to eight, and hopefully one of our loose forwards is available to play seven, i.e. Shannon, or maybe we've got to, and I don't want, Justin doesn't want it either, but maybe we've got to have the two locks that we all love to bits on there, and Barrett possibly at six to give us a bit more grunt, but we've got to have a fetcher there. Like I don't know why Hubman and Carisi, for example, two, that actually get over the ball and get you some. Because we've got a glaring deficiency at when we don't have enough possession. And to be honest, Steph, the forwards got us enough ball to put the French away. Mm. The backs, because they're all over the place, couldn't execute. And I agree with you what you said about Mawanga, but I feel sorry for the guy because he gets Leonard Brown outside of him, who he hardly ever plays with. His best mate from Canterbury was on the bench, so NT can come on in a minute. Why didn't they start Harvilli, who watches around, has got a fabulous skill set? He's not a bargy 12, but he's got a fabulous skill set. And I'm bugged if I've seen Richie Mwanga play a bad game with Dave Harvilli outside him. Mm. So th- that's a selection thing. And we picked the makeup that we've got with Caleb Clark. Caleb Clark is a very good rugby player. But he, when's he going to get a game against some of these minnow teams? He doesn't even, he shouldn't be there. He's got to have cover because the best left wing is Lester Fa'onuku and they give him 15 minutes when the game's over. Yeah. Like, what are they thinking? But I've watched most of the game staff and something that's really concerning me, and it's not just the referee's inability to assess a rugby incident against foul play, but this morning's refereeing against Fiji was absolutely appalling. That's a penalty try all day under the post right on halftime. Two players went in with their shoulder on the Fijian. All come loose. Yeah. And they just, they give them nothing. And then they get him for crawling over the line when the big fella's pushing him over the line anyway. You're never going to stop that. It's not a double movement. And, and to the letter of the law, it is. If you don't want them to score that try, you can disallow it. But a rugby referee would say, well, you, you were never going to stop that. There was two guys that are 300 kilos driving at a first 5'8". It's, it's just, I can see a pattern here of refereeing that I don't like at all. And I, I reckon you should get Paddy O'Brien on the, on the radio because he won't lie. And he's gone through it himself. Mm. There's something going on that teams are supposed to get the rub of the green, is what I want to say, because that was rubbish refereeing in that Fiji game. They played outstanding. Yes, they made mistakes. They're always going to make mistakes. But they did enough to win that bloody game, and the referee prevented them. The yellow card to the Fijian. The Welsh got warned five times. Yeah. Then they get a yellow card. Then they start warning them again. Mm. There's something going on that has always gone on that we can't control. It's like the Warriors get the bums around all the time too. But it is what it is when it comes to that, but it's not good enough. Yeah. But it's a great tournament. Yeah, awesome. Dino, lots of calls. Thanks for kicking us off today, mate. Let's go to Christchurch. Mikey, g'day, Mikey. Oh, Staffy, I'm not going to talk about the Warriors. I'm not going to talk about UFC. I'm not going to talk about Canary. Well done, Auckland, but that was a... That was a bit tough to take as well after the weekend. Um, I thought the, just quickly the red card to the English guy was not a red card. I thought it was barely a yellow personally, but um, well done England for playing smart rugby mm. to beat Argentina. Mm. You know, droppies, take the penalties where they are. Very, very smart. Um, not that I like to see England win against Argentina, but, you know, you've got to give them credit. Um, what gave me great joy was the Fiji game this morning, just in the sense of the spectacle. 
the the willingness to run. It was it was to me set the World Cup alight in terms of what rugby could be. Um, I mean, fair kudos to those Welsh for. I mean, yes, Dino's right in terms of the ref, but man, those Welsh that Welsh defence was pretty epic. Two hundred and fifty tackles or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, that was um, really good. When you've got a Fijian team running at you at angles and tricks, um, yeah, I was impressed with the Welsh defence. Yeah, yeah, I I actually picked them to be top of the thing, and then I, before then I thought well, maybe they won't. But after today, I mean, put it this way, Australia's got a lot to do against those two teams. Oh that's, yes, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. Ah, uh, Saturday morning, um, woke up to watch those wonderful two tons by the Black Cats, and um, my bro came round. We had crepes, we had <laughs> we had um, baguettes, we had bubbles. Oh yes. And after the first half, a mate rings me and he goes. Oh, I'm not feeling that terrible about the first half. And I'm like, okay, we can build on this. And then the old book of tricks come out, which is a book of nothing. The same stuff as you quite rightly alluded to that we've been putting up for for the last three or four years. Um, It's just a sort of a... They just don't seem to know what to do. And Fossey talks about this game plan. Well, is it just game plan game A? Is there a plan B or a plan C? Because I've never seen it. Mm. Every time... The big, tough, fast forwards put us under pressure. We don't seem to know how to respond except aimless kicking. Um, you'll never see Will Jordan have as bad game as he had then. Um, and, and for me, for my mind, uh, you know, Dino talking about people in their right positions. So for me, Jordan 15. Talia, good on him too. He was great. Um, Fianuku on the other wing. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? The uh, little little uh, first five. Four. Dino. Uh, Dean. Um, you know. Sorry, I'm a bit busy. Yeah? The, the, the name escapes me. But the little fella, he sh- he should be on the bench because Barrett. Oh, McKenzie. 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 Sorry, sorry. Uh, McKenzie on the bench to come in when those forwards are tired and blowing. Get him out there because he's got a few tricks up his sleeve, hasn't he? Mm. As opposed to what the others are doing. I was going to bag Barrett, and I've been thinking about this him for the last while. I'm not actually because I think he's his his what made him great has been coached out of him. I don't know. What do you think about that? I think it's been tacticated. Uh, he's been directed out of it. He used to be a heads up play what's in front of you, and he's been a, yeah. I coached out of it, instructed out of it. Um, he's a wonderful, instinctive rugby player who's now been. I don't know. We just don't. We don't see. The Bowden Barrett that we that we know, and he's been forced by a game plan that is so flawed and so obvious to everyone that watches. And we've got these wonderful athletes playing to a game plan that's easy to figure out and is being combated regularly. I don't know where the belief that we can still win this is coming from. I think the players can win it. I think with the tactics and the selection that we've got, I don't think we can. Well, here's, here's the rub just to, just to finish off. So another record falls, you know, um, first time out of pool play. And he's, he's hungry for records. Do we have to be worried about Italy now? Yes. Because, <laughs> oh, you're going to make me cry, Steffi. I mean, oh, such a concern. Because, you know, in normal times we would go, okay, our next big game is the quarterfinal, right? And which is what, October? Um, I think. Yeah. So for me, the rest of the World Cup up until quarterfinals is all about the other teams because Namibia and whoever else we're playing, who cares? But 
Italy. Oh, see, this now I'm going to have to worry about that. Mm. And how ridiculous that we should, yep. you know? Awesome, Mikey. Okay, I've got a bag of calls. Right. Good on you, champion. Yep, good all go. Oh, here we good. go. Uh, before the break, Darren and Aussie. Darren? <laughs> how am I? How am I? Yeah, <laughs> I'm back. disillusioned. Yes. What did you think of the opening ceremony? Didn't watch it. I'll tell you what, I, I was just laughing. It's just a guy walking around giving people bread. Oh, it was no. so weird. Oh, no. so weird. No, yeah. too early for me. Oh, yeah, it was just bizarre. Well, um, my neighbour across the road came over with about 10 minutes to go because he thought that I was being mugged because <laughs> I was screaming at the TV saying, stop, beep, beep, kicking it. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I was just losing it. Like, and you could just see it. You can see it. Like first half, I was like, okay, okay. The second half, I think Ian Foster's tactics at half time is just to tell the players to go the other way. It was just so just... weird. The only thing that changed between the first half and the second half was a meeting with the coaches, and then we saw yeah. that dross in the second half. It's, it's, it's so concerning because we've got such good players. I um, I looked up the match stats. There were 80, 84 kicks in that match, Stuffy. 84 mm. kicks. Mm. That's ridiculous. When have, <laughs> when have the All Blacks gone out and won a game kicking at 40-something times? Oh, I know. I, on Twitter during the game, I changed it to the Rugby World Kick 2023. That's what I felt like yeah. I was watching. Did my head in. Oh. Did my head in. No, I was really, I was really frustrated. But, um, yeah, Dino's spot on, mate. Play players in their positions mm. you know, the thing, we can't, started, the thing you know, we can't do is put players in that aren't in this World Cup squad now but tactically and selection wise we have to be better oh bloody Blackadder goes in at 6 Artie at 7 probably I don't think even turned over the ball once mm. I mean he's a number 7 for God's sake um, and Jordan at fullback put Barrett on the bench Put him on the bench if Moonga something happens. Then you bring a guy on like that. But it's just it's driving me insane. And Canberra Wickard, I mean, that guy must be going. What did I do wrong? Oh, I no. came on in a match we were getting flogged, and I scored a try. I know with you know, him coming on try. instead of Finley Christie, I would have had hope. But Finley Christie, I just knew he was going to pass and distribute well, which he did. He's not going to fold anyone in half. He's not going to create havoc around a ruck because he doesn't have the physical presence. Um, Roy Gard, Roy Gard gets. Get goes to number two on that. And again, I'm not bagging Finley Christie, but you need a big difference from Aaron Smith, who incidentally I thought was pretty damn good. Anyway, Darren, I've got a board full of calls, Cheers, mate. mate. Thanks, buddy. We'll take a quick break. Uh, our batting order, just so you know, people that are on hold, Steve, Graham, Ed, Finn, Cliff, if you're towards the end of that, you're welcome to hang up, but do ring back. Uh, and Matt, you've joined in as well. We'll take all of those calls after a break. Oh, we have so many calls on hold. Um, gosh, we, I'll tell you the batting order again. Uh, Steve, Graham, Ed, Finn, Cliff, Matt. Um, we will keep the lines open. I want to hear from you. So we're going to have news, we're going to have ad breaks, but we will get to you if you're happy to hold on or if you want to bring back. I'm okay with that too. Steve in Auckland. G'day, Steve. All right, then, uh, Steffi, I'll uh, try and play with a straight bet in that case, buddy. Um <laughs> Two points. First of all, listen, I've just sent you a piece that I wrote in August 2022 for my sort of local streaming streaming channel I do, I do, my, do myself. Mm-hmm. And basically, I, but 
but there's one paragraph in there where I'll just quickly share it with you. I had an opportunity on a radio show to quiz Ian Foster when he first took over the role, and his biggest concern at the time was the all but extraordinary pass, and I found myself shaking my head. And then I gave him a whole list of things, including discipline, because we started to see that at the back end of of um, Hanson's reign, where the All Blacks were just basically giving away penalties ad nauseum. Snapshot four years later, nothing's changed, Daffy. Mm. We are still ill-disciplined as the day is long, and we're still getting selections, a whole lot of selections. But the piece is there for you. When you get some bedtime reading tonight, whenever, have a good read, see what you're thinking if you want to post it. Post it on the SNZ channel, mate. I'm quite happy if you do that. Um, second thing is, Mate, I felt a little bit sorry for the Cyclones um, last night with that red card. Obviously, delighted the Kauri have, have uh, took out that final last night, but you know, I don't know who takes care of the lights down there, mate, but oh, that, guy did the Northern, that guy did the Northern Kauri a huge favour because the Cyclones, even with 14, were coming home at a rate of knots, and that probably, what, 10, 15-minute break was probably enough to just to compose themselves and hang on for the wind at the end. As for the uh, the game, I'm more frustrated with the game more than anything else, watching the World Cup. You know, I've always said league's got it right with a report system because we see a, we are seeing so many incidents that damn well look the same but are getting either missed or officiated difference. Now, when you've got, when you're not getting that right, your game has got it it really has. It's, it's, it becomes really inconsistent. So go to a report system because, you know, we're even seeing yellow slash red cards that are being downgraded once they've gone to their judiciary saying, oh, no, this guy shouldn't have got a red card or a yellow card should have been a, a penalty only. The problem is it affects the game in real time. Yeah, damage There's done. No to, damn it, the damage, yeah, you've screwed it already. So... Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't work it out, brother, but I know you've got a lot of calls. But please, have a read of that article that I did, brother, and you will, you will be nodding your head, trust me. All right, mate. I know a few friends have already reminded me. Good Cheers, man. mate. Cheers, buddy. Uh, let's go to Graham Marlborough. Buddy's proud Tony Farm man. Uh, Northland Cody, nice win, Graham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks, mate. But I, I'm here to appease everybody, mate. I'm the man who put a smile on your face. Good. Um, Oh, just quickly, did you see the Bay of Plenty Hawks Bay game, that red card? Mm. If, you, if you haven't, go back and see, find it and get whoever thin or whoever to find it for you, mate. It's, it's, that's what our game has become, mate. It's bloody ridiculous. But, you know, like on the All Blacks, like I taped the game, I went pig and first to tape it. It was 13 minutes 22 before I realised that Sam Kane wasn't on the field. <laughs> and I thought, something bloody not quite right and we were trying to work out what the, and then we saw all the changes well this is this is a bit different uh, but I just what's Bowden Barrett's role now I, I don't understand what his role is anymore and what's Scott McLeod's role what what's Joey Smith's role now like can't um, Ireland beat us in Chicago a few years back when he was the coach and that's how they played. They kicked it until we made mistakes. And, that, and that's what the All Blacks are doing. They're just hoping for a mistake. And the, these teams have worked it out. They don't make mistakes anymore. We're the ones who are making the mistakes. And like Dino said at the top of the air, like, 
you know, you've got to get guys in there who, who are comfortable in their own positions. Yeah. Bowden's a first five, and he's, and he's not a good first five anymore. He's not the best first five in the country anymore. And the reason Richie was, he, the reason Bowden was coming up into the line because, was because Richie was going back and doing a lot more of the defending. Yeah. For example, that, for example, that try-saving tackle, that was unreal for a guy who's only 82 kilos, mate. That was an unreal tackle. Oh, it was. And, and, and like, I'll take your point just, that Bodie's out of position, but he is following instructions. And I think the instructions are more to blame than what Bowden Barrett is. I, I don't want to sound like a, yeah, a yeah. cheerleader for Bodie, but you don't be the best player in the world and then you watch him and just go, what's happened? What has happened? Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear what you say. I agree with that. But what I, what I also got frustrated was through the game was Bowden's played 100-odd games for the All Blacks. Aaron Smith's played 100-odd games. Sam Whitebuck played 100-odd games. These guys are good enough to take the to take Artie aside and say, look, mate, this isn't working. We need to do something here. And they didn't do it. Yeah. But those guys are those guys are great. They'll go down as great. But um, as Sam Hewitt said on September the 24th last year, this team won't get past the quarterfinals. And, he, and the way they're going, they'll be lucky to get out of the pool. Yeah, it's a big concern. Uh, you know, and if they do get out of the quarterfinals, mate, you know, the way England played, it was a crap game. But they're good enough to win this. Yeah. And we're not. Because they got their tactics that, to suit their team. They got their tactics exactly, mate. And what and what really annoys me even more so is having to uh, read or listen to the how people. You know, we've lost our aura. They don't even rate us anymore. That's sad from a guy who idolised Sid Going and BG Williams, mate. Now it's just like, oh, you're just another another team. But quickly, nice pig on Saturday morning, mate. And finally. That pass was forward, mate. Get him, get him off, we... get him off, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Good take on it you, easy, Steph. Cheers, Love mate. Work, bro. See you, mate. Uh, we'll take some news. We'll be back with the rest of you straight after that. Here's Karen. Right, straight back to the calls. We got a lot. Ed, kia ora, Ed. Kia ora, Steffi. How are you, my bro? Don't worry about the All Blacks, cousin. Thirty-one because eleven. You got poverty by East Coast, and the East Coast are four on the bounce. Thirty-one eleven. Nati Parau, East Coast over Poverty Bay. You know, bro, because that's what we're rigged. And we're just angry booms, bro, and just smash, smash. <laughs> oh, Whakarua Park, hey. that would have been amazing. Mm, yeah, bro. And oh, well, here we go again. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Oh, my team, the Newcastle Knights, bro. They're on a tear, aren't they? Wasn't that 10 wins or 11 in a row? I think it's 10. Um, they're aiming 10. for 11. And 11 s- will be next week. Six o'clock Sunday. Uh, well, six o'clock Saturday. They beat the Warriors. I know. I know, but we'll get them here. Mount Smart, six o'clock Saturday night. Oh, yeah, that's right. Home game. Home game. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, hey. I played Smitty on his quiz last week on Friday and I won. And so I won the, um, the bet and Smitty picked the Broncos. And, you know, old... Oh, Louis, he picked France to win. And then I said, I don't want this bet. I don't, I don't want to be part of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and Louis said, biggest cup he chooses yet. Because I actually made him change his, change his bet because I wanted to take, I took La Creek in the big race. Oh. But the barrier draws again. <clears throat> but anyway, that was so fun. I was going, what? I don't want to be part of this bet backing against all that. Oh. Anyway, that's all, Seth. I hope that cheered you up. 
Cheers, mate. Good on you, Ed. Interestingly, running a sweepstake at work here, every single person that entered except one picked France to beat the All Blacks, except for one. And I think it was Robbie. It was Robbie, producer Robbie. Uh, let's go to Finn in Fakatane. G'day, Finn. Yeah, g'day, Staffy. Just a couple of things, mate, with the rugby. Yeah, you're, you're dead right. You hit it on the on the head. The what got a number of these players into the All Blacks has been coached out of them. Uh, they've been stifled by by Fozzie's game plans. Um, secondly, what the hell are you doing playing a bloke who's never played? Blindside flanker, let alone at international level, yep. in one of the biggest games. That not not to say that his performance wasn't good or or bad or average, but you've got Luke, a bloke that plays number six yep. on the bench, and you play a bloke who's never played blindside before. And I'll tell you what what has got me over Fozzie's tenure, and this sums up Fozzie's whole game plan. He's a defensive-minded coach and game plans. With For the last four years, we haven't had an open-side flanker that we've had a defensive open mindset, a defensive open-side flanker. Sam Kane, Dalton Papali'i, years gone by, our open-side flanker has been a bloke who's been, over, been able to get, get over the ball, fetch the ball, win penalties, link with the backs and do the defensive role. With Richie McCaws, the Josh Cronfelds, the Michael Joneses, we've gone away from an out-and-out number seven to a defensive mindset, and that's and that's Fozzie's whole bloody game plan. We're a defensive bloody team. We're mixed up. <laughs> yeah, where's our flair gone? That's, that's, <clears throat> I'm watching it going, where's our excitement? Where's our flair gone? We saw glimpses of it in that game. Um, but as you say... We've got it, to have... We've got to have Artie Severe at number seven so that someone can bloody fetch the ball for us yep. and win penalties at the at the ruck and the breakdown on that and and have a have a number eight have Jacobson at number eight get Blackadder on the side or or Scott Barrett on the side but crikey <laughs> we're we're so defensive and then we're then we're chasing games aimlessly because stuff's been coached out of our 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 players yeah it's almost like they're too scared <clears throat> to play um to the individual strengths which i think helps the team collectively because it must be drummed into them these tactics and it, i i was just sitting there i was pissed off but i just felt sorry for these people like you Finn, these ingrained rugby fans with a lifetime of supporting this team watching what were being dished up i just felt sorry for rugby fans in new zealand and, and one more thing, Staffy. What, what? And this isn't you or that, but uh, Ian Foster and other media outlets have got us believing that it's all right for the All Blacks to to lose. People are starting, fans are starting to accept the fact that we lose. Like how Buck Shelford and Fitzy and Richard McCaw accepted losses and that, but where because the coaches are accepting losses. That mindset transfers down to the players, and everyone thinks it's bloody all right. Mate, I, I, <laughs> it ain't all right. You, you got. I'm a hundred percent on board with you. I straight after the game, they crossed to Ian Foster for an interview, and the shot went on him, and he was smiling. And I was like, "You should be just so pissed off 
um, that they didn't execute the game plan or whatever it was. But And then a lot of the media, and I agree, have shrugged their shoulders and go, well, it's always been about the quarterfinal anyway. Um, South Africa and Island, it's always... And I'm like, I want to talk about that game that I just witnessed that was dross. Can I just say one more thing? I know you've got heaps of calls. Do you remember that time Laurie Maines' team got pelted by France and France and Pine Tree walked in and gave them all a one hell of a serve and said, this ain't acceptable. Mm. You're all blacks. Pine Tree was, was roper. We gave Laurie Maines the full the full throttle and he gave the team the full throttle and the next week they went out and won by a record score. Yep. Victor, Matf- Victor Matfield did it with the Springboks as well. He kicked out the coach and all the management said, get out, this is my team now. He bought a whole lot of beers and he said, we ain't leaving this room till we've sorted out our game plan and we've finished the beers. And then they went on a tear and won a World Cup. Um, we need something like that to happen. Finn, really appreciate your call, buddy. Thanks. Cheers, mate. Let's go to Cliff and Dunedin. G'day, Cliff. Yeah, g'day. Uh how are you today? Hey, we haven't got Colin Meads managing the team anymore, and <laughs> I'm sure he was rolling in his grave. How great man he was! I just couldn't believe, you know, ten minutes into that, but before the second half finished, those French players were they were struggling, and we had an opportunity there to use the ball well, but we still kept kicking, and we just kicked straight up the middle to their fullback, and that to run the ball back and then to slow the game down again. And we needed to be smart and play down into their corner and make them kick it out, set up something, set up a, uh, a line out and have drive, drive and pull them all in, tie, keep tiring them out because as soon as we gave them the ball, they just slowed it down, slowed it down till we're having a scrum or whatever. It, it was it was pathetic the way we went. Um yeah, I thought the Nothing game the game plan the in the first half looked to me, I got to half time and I thought, this is awesome. We've absolutely knackered them out with this kicking and running around. Second half, our backs are going to light it up and we're going to run around that fatigue. And what happened, France scored a try, all of a sudden they're not tied anymore and we didn't change. And I just went, opportunity missed. Yeah, they grew another leg. You know, the number eight guys like that played well, really come back strong in the second half. And, and no one came back out in the second half for us and offered anything. No. You know, it was still the same. A, a, a kick up the middle. Hopefully they might drop it. And all this this idea of kicking up high and then running a man at the player where he doesn't even actually jump. You know, the, the days of, of Ben Smith, he would actually compete in the air. But this idea of running up and then sort of falling around him on the ground and impeding him coming down and giving away a penalty and end up getting a, a yellow card. I just don't see the sense in, in kicking the ball. If mm. you're going to kick, kick wisely in the corners and then you get the ball back when they kick it out. But this, you know, and to me, Ethan Blackadder, if he, once he arrives, he needs to come on to this te- into this team and start at number eight, not this next game, but maybe the, the one after. Give him a good game, and give Artie a, a, a game off and then I think they, if, if Blackadder, he's been playing eight for Tasman, he starts at eight, Severe at seven, and Frizzell at six. And I think we've got a bit of impetus there. They, uh, they're going to have a bit of mongrel and go forward. And that's what we're missing. I think uh, the, the other lock, the Canterbury boy, I think he, he's getting tired. You know, he's, he's played a lot of rugby with, with uh, Brodie Retallick's been out. And I think the other 
you know, Scott Barrett had to sit out a game and and old um, Whitelock, I just think he needs a rest. I think, you know, on a hot day like that, 30 degrees nearly, I think some of our guys were struggling, Mm. struggling to really get any go. They just thought that that we could cruise through this game by just kicking the ball away and hopefully they'd make the mistakes and we would capitalise and score through Talia or someone out in the backs. But it just didn't work like that. And we've got to be smart. Mm. Brilliant. Good stuff, Cliffy. Thanks for calling, Champion. Um, We'll take a, a quick break. Sorry, Matt, you're next. Hold on there, Champion. We'll be with you after the break. I'm loving all the phone calls because I really want to hear from you. We've still got a lot on here, so we'll keep it going, uh, even after the news. Matt from Auckland. G'day, Matt. Hey, Staffy. Just a few quick points, mate. Won't keep the other boys and ladies late, uh, waiting. Hey, um, uh, as you mentioned at the start of the show, the Moanga scenario, mate, he came out of the tunnels, looked like a tail ender about to face Brett Lee. <laughs> he, like, he was, his eyes were darting around. If you look at that first kick he tried to take, yes, he looked like he was hyperventilating. He, he was all over the shop, mate. His passes were going behind his man. He, I don't think he successfully cleared once for to touch from a from a from a proper exit from mm. when we were in our twenty-two. Just mm. couldn't get the couldn't get to the sideline. Secondly, the Tupu Vai disastrous experiment destabilised that entire forward pack. Yep. He kept slipping his bind. I think the two calls on De Groot going down were from Tupu his bind slipping over the top of his bum and hitting um hitting DeGroote in the back and driving him to ground. He didn't know where to stand in the line-out. That was awful. Um, and just oh, two quick things to, f- to finish off, if I can. Yep. Um, after the game, the commentators talked to two All Blacks. One was Dalton and one was the, one was the back, one of the backs. They both said the same thing. They said the All Blacks were guilty of trying to play too much rugby. <laughs> where does that... Like, what's going through these guys' heads? Oh, they basically didn't play any rugby. No. They kicked everything away. Watch Fiji. That's playing rugby. That's playing rugby. And just finally, Steffi, what it means to be a teammate, if you saw the live stream on the tally of two teams side by side in their tunnels, like getting ready for the game, the All Blacks were sitting in their booths with their hoodies on and bloody headphones on all by themselves. If you saw the French team, they were around that big table and so stereotypically... There was bloody cheese platters in front of them. They're smashing back cheese platters, hugging and singing and dancing and drinking espresso. And the All Blacks have just had their hoodies on and their headphones on. Great observation. I think the DNA of this team is um, a bit rotten, mate. I don't think any of these um, coaches are going to fix this. Mm. It's, uh, it's going to be a quarterfinal exit if we beat Italy. Cheers, <laughs> yeah. David. Cheers, Matt. Good call. Uh, one more before the break. Scott and Taranaki, you've got about uh, two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, Staffy. Hey, I have a different take on just blaming Bowden Barrett. Um, I actually thought Bowden Barrett won the year, the year battle with the French fullback. I thought he tactically kicked all right, especially, you know, in the first half when we got our first try. But um, And his defensive tackling was actually pretty sound. He, at least we saw Bowden Barrett. I'm more concerned with the players we didn't see. Yep. Players that went MIA, and that that was that was a concern for me. Mwanga, that gentleman just before mentioned Mwanga. I don't think I mentioned his. I heard his name mentioned really at all during the game. Aaron Smith's box kick led to the led to the try that the French scored in the second half. Um, the other issues I had around us again were our discipline. The, the ten minutes with the player in the bin, you know that always affects a game uh, and the way it gets structured and how you play. 
So that's another concern for me. And, and again, like, like um, the scrum time issues, you take those, those needless penalties away and we probably would have won that match. So, you know, I, I heard a good one with Ian Smith today. Like, we played terrible and so did France. <laughs> so, you know, if for the first game of the World Cup, that's not what you want to be selling your product on. Mm. So, and it's great that the Wales-Fiji game had a bit more spice to it. I haven't watched it, but, you know, from all accounts, it was a great game of footy. So, you know, it, it's frustrating to, to always come out and blame Bowden Barrett, who only a month ago or so, or just over a month ago, Everyone was singing the praises of it. Fullback, we'd found our, our man. We'd found everything right. I, I think we missed Geordie Barrett. Um, I think Awani's not quite the same player without him. So uh, I think that you know, that that had an effect on things. And, and again, like not having the right players in the right position and scrum time, I think made a made a big difference too. So no, few things to fix up. But uh, yeah, I'm not chucking the bathwater out with the baby. That's for sure. No, we all still want him to win, and we all wish him well. Scott, we're out of time. Thanks heaps for your call. Last break before the news. Uh, executive decision. We're going to keep the phone lines open after one. Um, Zade's on hold, so we'll get to him straight after one. And I always try and read every text that comes into the show. Um, I'm probably not going to be able to get to them all, but I will do my level best. Uh, let's just find a short one now. <laughs> hey, boys, how come we never hear from Joe Schmidt? I would love to hear what he has to say. Uh, I'm a Blackadder fan. I would rather him have him than Dalton, but I think we needed Finau and his bulk added. Cheers, Costa. Here's the thing. Ethan Blackadder comes into the team with Narawa injured out of the World Cup. Even before a game's been played, that's an admission that the selectors got it wrong. Even before a game was played. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I'm stoked Ethan's there as well. Let's take some news. Give us a call. 0800 150 811. A text from Justin saying, I've been looking forward to this hour since the All Blacks lost, Staffy. Is Foster dumb or just stupid? Everyone who's called in is saying the same thing. Bowden Barrett's passed it. Not everyone said that, but they may have. Uh, you text that in at quarter past 12. Jordan is a fullback and get Leicester on the other wing. We're taking your calls as long as you keep calling. 0800 811. Let's go to life member Zaid. Oh, Zaid, what a weekend for you, champion. Uh, good afternoon, staff. <clears throat> Well, where do you want to start? Uh, Sydney, yesterday, I guess. Can I start with the highlights? Oh, are there some? Go on. Okay, my highlight of the weekend is Auckland beating Canterbury yes. at Eden Park. I didn't go to the game, but I watched it um, after the Warriors um, game finished, and I saw um, Auckland score with about two minutes to go and um, beat the boy, beat the Canter boys, which is um, a hard result for Auckland to get. And we did the double. The woman won the Fire Palmer Cup. Um, against Canterbury women and watched a little bit of that as well. So um, the Auckland um, teams came alive on Saturday. Um, on Saturday, they sure did. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll get to the UFC quickly and the um, Warriors and All Blacks. Um, sorry. Um, yeah. Obviously, um, UFC. Um, Kevin Ducey got off, got up on his debut and won by submission. Um, Carlos Oldberg looks um, beautiful again. Um, could have won by a stoppage, but just ran out of time. Um, absolutely, um, yeah, it was brutal. Um, his opponent didn't look too good, um, the Korean guy. Um, Dong Jong was struggling a bit there. Um, good to see Tyson Pedro get a win, because yep. he obviously did his whole camp in um, CKB. Um, also good to see Justin Tuffer, but yeah, Israel Asanya, yeah, but looked a bit flat there. Um, just didn't, yeah, quite, didn't, didn't quite come out. 
Um, maybe he was watching the All Blacks and the Warriors. I'm not sure what happened there. <laughs> maybe. What did you make of the All Blacks? Uh, yeah, All Blacks was just just not just stupid. Like, why do you just kick the ball away all night? Like, I just didn't get it. Mark Talia was obviously brilliant. Um, two nice tries. Um, yeah, Mawanga was probably not even anywhere near um, there. Do we give McKenzie or someone else to go next game? Um, next game, he just didn't look like it. Um, you know, it's not the Crusaders. Where's that from gone? You know what I mean? Yeah. If you want one of the Crusaders, but then you come to the All Blacks in the big games and he doesn't seem to stand up. But I don't want to be a mean but he just doesn't seem like he's standing up. Do we need to give someone else a go at 10 McKenzie or even Barrett and Charles Jordan to 15? You know what I mean? If mm. he's not going to stand up, is there? do we change that? Well, Tupo Vai had to play at six because Sam Kane was ruled out. So, you know, our hand was kind of tired there. Um, yeah, good to see, obviously, Blackadder coming um, in. You know, hopefully he'll be excited. He's getting opportunity, and, um, yeah, he might take it, you know. Um, um, so we, do we, we, we might be playing at six. I'm guessing maybe on um, Saturday against Namibia. Can he play there? Or Yeah, I'll be interested if they put him straight in or maybe the game after. Um, I don't know when they'll slot him in because I'd imagine he'll be arriving maybe today and whether they yeah, want to turn him around that quick. I understand Sam Kane's good to go again, um, and he was close, but phew, we just need to change so much, mate. Um, but I think it's tactics. I don't think it's the players. I think it's the tactics are just so wrong. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Mm. Um, and before we go, that Newcastle-Amber Raiders game, that was a great game last night. It was epic. We'll talk to Louis Brown about that after two, Zaid. Um, um, yeah, Warriors is going to be a good game. Hopefully it's close and um, hopefully yesterday is ready to go this weekend and we can get the dub um, at Mount Smart and I'm pretty sure hopefully I'll try and get tickets today and hopefully I can go. So, um, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that game. 6.05 kickoff. So that's great from um, NRL to see that they've got the right schedule and it's not a late game and, yeah, everyone will go and I'm sure turn up in the drove and we'll try and share the wires on the next round of the playoffs, hopefully. That's it, mate. Up the life member. Good on you, buddy. Sweet, Thanks, mate. mate. Thank you. Have a good day. Yep. Let's go to Gary in Upper Hutt. G'day, Gary. G'day, Steph. Oh, geez, where to start, eh? I know. I'll, I'll briefly start just on the ABs because I actually want to talk about that Fiji game. But for me, where it went wrong with the ABs, it was right near the half time there and we were hot on attack. And Cody Taylor did that little pop pass rather than just holding the ball couple more phases, and I swear we would have been over the line there. And it was just, I understand, you know, what they're trying to do. They like to play that way, but all he had to do was hold on to that ball there, and I swear we would have broken their hearts if we had scored there. Mm. Um, we didn't. Uh, went into the second half, and, geez, that was just terrible, wasn't it? I mean, I don't know. I don't know where we go from there. I have to apologise to the nation because when I rang up the other one after um, that South Africa loss, I told everyone to hold their take a deep breath. It's all right. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> someone's text. That's about that. Actually, I've been reading the text, yeah. not on air, but yeah, someone's got a message for you, Gary. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> but um, I wanted to talk about that Fiji game. Um, oh, what a great game that was this morning. But I tell you what, they were robbed. That that disallowed try just before half time. Firstly. The, the tackle just before it was a no-arms tackle to the legs. It was like one of those cannibal ones. The ref goes, oh, he, he was going to wrap his arm around. He was not wrapping his arm around there. He dropped his shoulder into his legs because it was one of those front-on, real fast ones. And his arm 
throws out because of the contact. He's, he's not trying to throw his arm out there to, to wrap around a tackle, in my opinion. So to me, that that's a penalty try all day. Take that aside, when he gets over the line there, on another day, any other ref will look at that and they'll say, oh, there was no separation there, so he's touching the ball when it hits the ground sort of thing, and they'll give that a try. Just ask Alec Dixon. That's how they won the, you know. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd just bring that one up. But nice. you know what I mean? That's, I that's exactly that scenario, you know. So I, I really felt for the Fijians because they deserved to win that game, I thought. They were brilliant. Mind you, I will tip my hat that, you know, Wales had to beat them, and uh, that's probably the Welsh best game for a long, long time. Oh, they played very well, but to me, it's this reffing and and consistency in refereeing. Yes. And, and I don't know, it, it went against Fiji, because like I say, on, on another day, both those decisions could have gone the exact other way, and mm. that could have made the game. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Top man. All right. <laughs> okay, see ya. See ya, mate. Um, let's get some quick text messages. Staffy, this is from uh, Mikey Tactics. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Take Andrew Merton's playbook. If you're fitter than the opposition and want to turn the forwards around, kick to the bloody corner. That's a tactic. And amazingly, Fozzy, if you're listening, you can get in there 22 and compete for the jolly ball in the lineout. Last I heard, we had decent locks to do that. Uh, did I say earlier? Oh, I don't think I said earlier. Um, this kicking, there's that, there's that well-worn phrase, your kick is only as good as the chase, right? Watch our kick chase. Now, this isn't rugby versus league, but you watch our kick chase, we've got three people jogging for the All Blacks. Watch your Warriors kick chase, you've got five people sprinting. And they don't contest the ball, in the air, because it brings about penalties, Will Jordan, you let them catch it, land, and he looks up, and you've got five All Blacks who have sprinted to put the pressure on, and you either take them into touch, because you've kicked nicely, just inside the field of play, or you create a turnover, because they usually only have three or four back, kick it a bit higher, kick it a bit short, kick chase just isn't there, and when the kick chase isn't there, that says to me the desire isn't there, it's just aimless, kicking and I feel like I've been saying it for two years along with all of you Staffy copy and paste Maunga's second half performance in the draw against England to this game he's mentally shot, he couldn't hit touch with our exits, his passing was woeful, uh, usually behind the target, defending at full back from set piece to hide his defensive frailties when he's kicking goals his eyes are darting all around, he's not settled I think he's mentally done and he can't command that team, he did make that one good try saving tackle I'm not going to ignore that but you're first five, playing the line um I'm gutted being a Fijian fan. This is from Chris. I agree the ref could have done better and I don't think you can just blame Barrett when the others in front of when the others in front of him don't give any confidence. And maybe Moonga should watch George Ford on how to boss a game. <sighs> Ten needs to be a general. Look at Johnny Sexton. Everything goes through him. That's from Dermot. Um, why bring Aaron off with 20 to go he was all over the French 9 plus he had this, he's the second most all black on the park experience and that's what Ian Foster said the experience cost us 
So you took over a 100 test cap player off. Do we have decent test match players anymore? Good super rugby players, but in the white hot heat of test match tournament rugby, I don't think we're imposing enough. It's a big, big worry from Rory. Uh, one more. I'm as disappointed as the next guy, but let's get over another record loss. It was only a matter of time before we dropped a pool game. It's the 10th World Cup after all. And we can discuss changes to the back three until the cows come home, but we all know it will not happen. I think they need to pick the first 15 and stick with it. Play them every game. The gaps between Namibia and Italy game is 16 days, then nine days between Uruguay and the quarterfinal. And it is what it is from GD. 